All right. And we are live with a brand new season for 2021 on Lifted Podcast Show. And tonight I'm ecstatic to announce our very first episode for 2021 with an incredibly inspirational fitness role model and male icon whom I've been following for a number of years and have been inspired by in business, in fitness, in coaching, and in performance. My special guest is a busy dad of three girls with a fourth on the way. You really are busy, Travis. An ex-pro athlete that was named the seventh fittest master's athlete in the age group of 35 to 39 at the 2018 CrossFit Games. Travis Stetzel, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This is pretty awesome to dive into talking about how to dominate uh, your 2021 fitness goals. Travis is also the owner of the Forged Athlete Gym in Omaha, Nebraska, and the creator of the Forged Father Project. Through the Forged Father Project, Travis has created a method through which he helps busy dads destroy the dad bod in order to maximize their roles as men, leaders, fathers, husbands, producers, and athletes. Thank you again for accepting the invitation, Travis, and joining me on my show tonight. Why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about your story, your background with fitness, with sports, with um, professional athleticism and competitive sports. Absolutely. That was quite the introduction. I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate you having me on the show and just, yeah, talking, talking strength, talking fitness, talking dominating life, right? So, um, yeah, so where to begin, I guess, yeah, when I was a young boy, my dad got me into training at a very, you know, young age for, for wrestling. That was like one of my main sports growing up was wrestling. And so my dad got me into doing push-ups and, you know, doing sprints and pull-ups. We, we had a little clothesline hanger in the backyard, which I would just go out there all the time, do pull-ups. And it wasn't anything to me, just training and working out. Um, it was just a part of life, I guess. And that really taught me the lesson of hard work, you know, and how, if there's something that you want to get, you got to go out and earn it. So you do that through hard work. And I just used that through my sports career in high school. And so wrestled football, baseball, I ended up playing uh, baseball and football in college and uh, gave up baseball um, to continue to p- pursue call, uh, football. Played a little bit of professional football after that. And in that time, that's really where I started to dig into like the strength and conditioning world because I was trying to build myself into a better athlete to you know, move on to the next level. So I was researching, buying products, buying books, buying DVDs, going to workshops on sports performance, like how to get faster, how to jump higher, how to you know, just be more explosive. And when I came to the realization that, Hey, I'm probably not going to be playing in the NFL. I'm just, I didn't have the size. I certainly had the speed and, and the power. I just, you know, five, seven white dude, you know, not, my, not many teams looking for that. So uh, when I hung it up, that's, it was an easy decision at that point. It was just, Hey, I want to become a coach. So started my career out, um, you know, in a big box gym, mm-hmm. uh, did about a, a year and a half there training a lot of different people, but my heart was in training athletes. And so that's when I, broke away. I created the forge athlete gym and just started training athletes of all sorts, really, really kind of carved out a niche training wrestlers to start because I just, I loved their mindset when they came in, they, they just come in and it was, it was just hard work. Right. So built my gym, um, through that, just continued to train myself. And there was a period where I guess I kind of lost that fire to train, uh, mm-hmm. after, after hanging up the, the cleats, so to speak, just didn't have that, that, that leverage and pressure to continue to push myself as hard. And so I was kind of lost for a little while. I did a bodybuilding show back in 2006 and I did the show and I actually won, won the show. Um, I got second place for the overall, which this is a whole separate story. 
the guy that ended up beating me turned out he was he was dirty his his drug results came back and so they they called me up like you know two weeks after the show and said hey you actually won the overall do you want us to send you the trophy and I was like that's over with right so but either way I did a, I did a bodybuilding show just to do something to compete in again mm-hmm. it just it was a good experience but it just didn't give me that same feeling of you know being out on the football field or you know competing in an actual sport which I'm not saying bodybuilding isn't an actual sport it, it certainly is it takes a lot of time and dedication it just didn't give me that that feeling that I used to get when you know I was competing in you know football or wrestling or whatever and so Right. There's, a certain, just went through. there's a certain feeling that comes with performance sports. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I compete in kettlebell sport and there's that, there's always that, that feeling of it's a different sensation when you're competing performance wise rather than yeah. physique and posing. Yep. So yeah, I did that show and I was actually thinking about doing another show and I was going to do like a, a show. If I placed high enough, I would earn a pro card and then start doing pro shows or whatever. <clears throat> and I just, I was just really kind of losing my passion for training. I didn't like the way I was training, uh, in regards to like bodybuilding. It was just kind of different. I finally just gave it up. I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to start training like an athlete again. And right around that time, one of my buddies, he kind of reached out to me and he's like, Hey man, have you heard about this CrossFit stuff? I was like, I've seen it at <laughs> first. I kind of, I was like, yeah, it looks stupid. People are getting injured, whatever. He's like, no dude, you should check it out. They're having this worldwide open and this was back in 2011. He's like, dude, I bet you can win this thing. Um, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And so I did it. I, I did the open that year. I qualified for, for regionals. And I remember I qualified and I was like, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to pay for a plane ticket and hotel, go to Chicago. It was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like the deadline to sign up and accept my invitation to go. And I, on a whim, I just decided to do it. And I'm happy that I, I'm so happy that I did because when I got there and did that first event, I was hooked. I was hooked. I was like, I want to make it to the games. So that first year, what I, I believe I got seventh place in, in regionals. You had to get in the top five, mm-hmm. I believe back then, maybe it was just the top three, five or three, either way. I was just like, I was destined. I was like, I'm going to make it to the CrossFit games. So starting in 2011, like that was my passion. Again, my fire was relit. I was like, all right, I'm going to do everything I can to try to get myself to the games. And I started digging in deeper you know, figuring out how to train better for CrossFit instead of just doing straight up CrossFit. I was like, okay, let's take strength and conditioning, blend it with the variety of CrossFit and kind of came up with my own system. Just kept putting in the work, made regionals a couple more years, made regionals as a team athlete. And then I remember when I first, when I turned 35, I was like, shit, here's my chance. And at that point I had two kids, uh, another one on the way. And I I remember having that conversation with my wife and saying, Hey, I'm going to give this a go it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of, you know, extra hours at the gym. If I make it, I got the go ahead from her. And that year I made it 2018. It was kind of just like a, a huge athletic goal achieved for me. And, you know, to be able to get seventh place at, at the games out of, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, athletes that try to get there, it was pretty special. Um, but after that, it was, it, it, that's, it, it really turned more towards, all right, I put in my time, my effort, competing maybe i'll get there in a couple more years when i turn 40 um but it's like family time now so that's kind of when you know the the transition happened before that but that's when it really took over you know okay i can i can stay as an athlete but 
I need to focus in on being a dad and a husband and a producer a little bit more. So yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, and 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 so perfectly fit with you know the title of this episode, dominating your goals, because that was a massive goal that you crushed right there, uh, Travis. I'm interested. Um, I, you know, I know we've got I've got some male followers and. Um, not just in Jordan, but across the Middle East region. And this is a huge opportunity to have you on here. And let's talk a little bit about um, the, the Forged Father Project and tell us a little bit about that project and how you ended sure. up focusing on that and creating that specifically for the busy dad. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I, I created this because a lot of the guys that I was working with, you know, before any of this came about, you know, it turns out they were family guys too. They were dads and, you know, we conversations were spark, getting sparked up like, Hey, I want to, I keep, I want to keep my athlete role up, but I'm kind of dropping the ball as a dad and a husband and, you know, a producer. And it's like, how can we juggle these four roles? So the four roles being a dad, a husband, a producer, and then an athlete. And so I know for me coming up, being an athlete was just a part of my identity. Like that's who I, I saw myself as, cause I've always been an athlete. And so to keep that ma and maintain that athlete role, it's like my edge. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, mentioned how there was a period of time where I really lost the passion to train and just push myself. And I just kind of felt lost because I didn't have anything to compete in. And mm -hmm. In fact, I actually fell out of shape. Like there's, there's a, there's a, a testimonial, like before and after of my own, like, you know, after college, after football, I was like chunky and just out of shape. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror at that point in time, I was just like, wow, like, what are you doing, dude? Like you're losing, you lost that edge. And that was when kind of, I flipped the switch inside of me and said, you know what, I'm never going to lose my edge. Like I'm always going to keep myself in top physical condition because that's what makes me feel better. That's what helps me show up better for everybody else. So, um, but yeah, so going into, uh, I guess when the forge father came about, it was eight months after my first daughter was born. So <clears throat> here I am running a gym. Uh, I got my online business. Uh, I got hundreds of clients that I'm coaching online. I'm putting my heart and soul into that stuff. So my mind after my first daughter was born was, okay, I got to be the producer for my wife and my daughter. I want them to have the best life possible. I want them to have everything. I want them to have just complete freedom. And so my head just went all in on, on the business. So being a producer, maintaining my athlete role. However, my dad and husband role was slipping bad. And it wasn't until, you know, my wife had a conversation with me one night, which kind of just knocked me outside the head. Like, kind of put things into perspective a little bit, how much I was just, you know, putting that off to the side. And the thing that she said that really like got me good. She was like, we, I feel second best over everything else. Like your business is number one. I was like, wow, that like hurt hard because I was doing everything for them, but I got lost in the mix and completely forgot why I was doing it. So for my daughter, like the first eight months, like I was there but I was missing out on a lot of things too, you know? And so when my wife said that, I was like, I, I can't keep going on like this. Like, I don't want to lose my wife and my, my daughter and, you know, lose the family side. And so that's really when I went to the drawing board and I, I started to put together the forged father. Cause I was like, it's much more than just exercise and nutrition. It's these other parts. It's how to balance out life as a busy dad. Because again, these four roles, if you want to be a good dad, a good husband, good producer, a good athlete, like it does take structure. It takes a different, you know, type of lifestyle. And when you start to build that structure, that's when things start to really come together. And I kind of made the connection with a lot of the guys that I was working with. I was like, Hey, he's a dad. This guy's a dad. This guy's a dad. They're all, you know, busy producers and things are, things are getting shook up for them as well. And it's like, 
you know, they might be good as a dad, husband, and a producer, but they're letting the, the athlete role really slip. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously helping them build that up. I already know they're going to show up better as a dad, better as a husband, and way better as a producer because they have more energy. They have better health. They, they can focus. They just got that discipline. And I, and I know you probably get this and you understand this very, very well. And, uh, you know, training and being a coach, the discipline that it takes to be consistent with your health and fitness and just, you know, having that, it, it bleeds into other things in your life. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you saying that being an athlete is just part of your identity and it's, it's the same for me. Like I know that when I train and when I've got a goal that I'm working towards, it just, it helps me show up more discipline in everything else that I do, you know, in my relationship with, you know, with my family and with my friends, with the people that I care about, even with, even with my business. And I love that you've taken that, your experience and created a system that can help other men. And I, you know, this is so inspirational and it's so nice to see, so refreshing to see more and more, um, you know, men's leadership stuff happening, men's empowerment. Like there's, that's, that's, that living in harmony as with, you know, with all of the, and I, I have this conversation a lot, you know, with the whole uh, postmodern feminism movement and stuff. There's so much focus on women, women's empowerment, women, you know, women's this, women's that. And it's like, well, how, how can, you know, how can leaders like yourself show up in different sectors and industries to better create harmony where we can all live and show up for each other more fully, mm -hmm more productively, more effectively and better, you know, and, and fitness and nutrition are one part of that puzzle. It's all these other pieces um, that come together. I love the work that you do. Uh, like I said, I've been following you. I've, I've done a lot of your online programs. You run an incredible online business. Um, you know, how, how do you, how do you balance out being online and running an actual brick and mortar gym? Uh, first thing I would say is my team. I have a, an amazing team of coaches, um, that help keep things together with the gym for many, 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 many years <laughs> for probably way too long. I was a one man show, right? Mm -hmm. Um, well, when we first started the gym is me and my, my good buddy, Joe Cheesick, um, who's, you know, one of my best friends. He's the best man in my wedding. We originally created the forge athlete gym. We ran that together for a couple of years. And then, you know, he went his separate ways. He, he's actually from Wyoming. So he moved back out to Wyoming, Wyoming. He needed the mountains. And so I continued to build the forge athlete. And I did for a very long time, just me. So I was running classes, everything, operations. And then I was doing online coaching on, on, in addition to that. And so it was like 50-50, like trying to build a gym, trying to you know, coach all my clients online. And uh, it wasn't until I finally hired a coach. <laughs> and a coach had to tell me like, dude, you need to build a team. And so that's when I started to you know, piece together a team. I've had a lot of great coaches over the years come in and help me run the Forge Athlete Gym, which in turn helped me you know, build the online business and where we are now. You know, I got a couple of great coaches in my gym that helped me run that. And then, you know, obviously uh, I got a couple of great coaches who are actually clients for a very long time inside the Forge Father who are now coaches inside the Forge Father. So, you know, more success is, is always built upon a, a solid team. Like, and that's something that I had to learn the hard way over years is, just, you know, you got, I think we all kind of struggle with it. You know, oh, I can do it all. I can do it all. I, I don't need any help. And so um, that's a huge piece of it. And then it's just, having an actual structure, a system that's just replicated, replicated, replicated day in, day out. And that's where that word discipline comes in again. It's just like, okay, if you're supposed to wake up at this certain time, you need to, because everything else is up, you know, structured during the day. Yeah. You know, you got family time, you got time for clients, or you got a little bit of time for yourself, but you better not skip that window because, 
you know, now, now things are going to start, you know, crashing down because you weren't disciplined in that area. So, yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I, I want to like, I just want to take a moment and, and, and praise that, you know, the online business that you run as well, because like pre COVID-19, you were already mm-hmm. doing an incredible job online. You've got such a successful online business. And so for people like you that have already had that, that must've been a lifesaver throughout this whole craze of oh. this pan- pandemic. It, uh, it certainly was. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for the online community that I built, uh, COVID might've wiped me out. Um, cause it was rough in the gym. I mean, people having to leave for, you know, obvious reasons, you know, financial reasons, like everybody was kind of in that situation. Um, so yeah, having that, that solid structure online really, you know, helped help get through that. But another thing that I thought was, and, and I always try to see things for what it is and get the positive out of it. Right. I know a lot of people went through COVID and they're just like COVID this COVID that I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, you know, poor me, you do that. You're just, you're setting yourself up for failure. Instead, you got to attack, you got to find, you know, the gap, like, what can I do in this situation to make it better? And so what I, what I found is, and I don't know if you, if you get the same thing, but it's always been like online and in gym has been separate where it actually needs to be together because what I've discovered over time and why I guess like the online community is, is so much stronger is just, there's a whole nother level of accountability with that. Um, because with the guys online, I'm not seeing them in person every single day or a couple times a week or whatever, but I, there's more touch points. Like I'm checking in with them constantly sending messages back and forth. Whereas folks in my gym, I might see them a couple times a week. And I feel like there was like a false sense of security with that thinking, Oh, I'm coming in three times a week, getting these hard ass workouts in, like I'm doing great. What are you doing outside of that? Right. And so what COVID really did was because when the gym shut down, like, yeah, we, we had the, the, the systems in place to run online training and all that stuff. I've been doing that for years. It's easy. But what was missing at that point for a lot of people was the accountability side. And so it was like, okay, the gym shut down. What are you going to do? Most people don't have that discipline to hit those workouts on their own at home. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, this is what we need to put in place to make sure that you do stay accountable outside of the gym. Right. And so for me, the positive that I got out of it, like my team and I, we, we have been building up a whole new accountability system for, people in the gym instead of just coming in the gym and being around us it's like you're going to get the same as if you were out of the gym like a remote client right and so i thought that that was like the biggest thing that i took away from it that i needed to up my game with was just increase the amount of accountability that my people in the gym had so i thought that was interesting how, how it's been rolling out we're actually going to be doing something pretty big uh starting in february uh in the gym so it's pretty exciting oh that's awesome yeah for me mm-hmm. i mean with COVID-19, uh, my, my business partner and I, we had a brick and mortar gym here. We shut it down entirely after COVID-19. Yep. And so me moving the business online is actually new. Um, you know, I've just recently moved the business online. It was last year. And so now everything that I'm running is, um, is online. And so it's, it's, in, you know, it's, it's always interesting and such a huge learning curve to just see like people like yourself that are running such a successful business online. Like what are the, um, you know, what are the success factors that have made your online business so successful for you? For me, it's just, uh, it starts with the community. Number one, having a strong community. So it's just not, it's just not workouts. It's just not diets. Let's, let's be real. You can go get diets and workouts off of Google right now for free, mm-hmm. but why do they not work? They don't work because people don't have the accountability. They don't have that, that, that camaraderie that's needed when they're in the gym. So it's easy for people to keep coming and showing up to a gym because they know people are going to be there that know their name. It's like that. It's like that show, you know, cheers, like 
everybody wants to go where they know your name, right? So it's very <laughs> similar. And so what I'm super, super blessed and grateful to have, like within the fourth father, we have the brotherhood. That's exactly what it is. It's a brotherhood. So, you know, we just had a, one of our members just had a, a, a newborn, like pictures are being posted. Guys are, you know, congratulating him. And it, that's just like a little tiny thing, but it's a community where you can be real and raw. You know, you show up, I'm, I'm this dude, I have these issues. This is what I'm struggling with. And people just, you know, we come together as one and we push through and we rise above as one. Right. And so it's, it's definitely the community aspect because let's, again, if a guy is just there for workouts, he's probably not going to be there very long because he can go find workouts somewhere else. So mm -hmm. while the workouts are awesome, I mean, you know, uh, like, I think that's something that I really pride myself on. I just have this mind that is constantly working and I'm just coming up with different, different ways to train that are a little bit different, a little bit outside the box, but also, you know, produce results. Right. So oh, yeah. I always have, have a great way to, you know, make training fun and exciting and very, very effective. So and, and super yeah, ver versatile as well. Like there's huge versatility with your programming. It's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, I think a lot of that came from when, you know, I mentioned the transition when I got into CrossFit, I was just like, I mean, it's just the amount of research and just looking at how this guy programs and how this guy takes, you know, I'm going to take some of this and blend it with that. And I was always kind of like a, a human experiment myself. So taking what, what worked good, what didn't work so well. And a lot of my clients in the gym uh, were, were experiments as well without even knowing, but um, that was the fun part, you know, so. Awesome. Well, this is all great because this is like a great segue to get into like dominating your fitness goals. Because like we all know, most people, like you said, will usually start some kind of training program or a diet plan a couple, you know, a few weeks in, they'll fall off the bandwagon and then blame it on the program not working or the diet plan not working. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and especially with the turn of a new year, and this is why this, this episode is so perfect. We're, we're still in, in January. You got the New Year's resolutions, New Year, New You. How long do those last? And um, you know, so I, I want to tap into that. Like, what would you say are the key factors to, cause in a lot of the things that you post yeah. and talk about is, you know, it's all about people not relying on motivation, but finding the discipline and the commitment to, you know, to overcome thresholds, to push through, to actually get the work done and take action. So mm -hmm. you walk us through a process of like how you would help somebody, um, you know, move from an idea that they have for themselves that they want to achieve to actually achieving that goal and dominating it and mm -hmm. continuing with it. Yeah. I've really been thinking about this a lot deeper over the last couple of months. And a big goal that I set aside for myself this year was to write my book. Like I got a book that it's, I mean, it's laid out. It takes everything that we do inside the Forge Father and just, I mean, shares experiences that I've had developing and, and whatnot. I think it really comes down to this. A simple way to look at it is you got to light your fire you got to light your fire. Like you got to get your fire lit. We all have the ability to have a fire that burns inside. And this fire is really, it's a desire for something, right? It's a desire to achieve something great. Mm -hmm. None of us were put on this earth to just skim by, show up, check the boxes, get complacent, right? And with a lot of the dads that I have conversations with that are looking to change, that is, that's exactly what's happened is they've kind of just settled into life. And Hey, they got a wife, they got kids, they got a good job. So-so with the, with the health and fitness, they start to develop this story that, hey, eh, I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. I'll just settle and I'll be complacent with that, right? And when they look in the mirror, it's like they, they fucking hate it. Apologize for cussing if, you, if this is nope. G-rated. <laughs> no, but, it's not. Um, I'm surprised that's the first F-bomb that I've dropped. Um, 
it was like they, they look in the mirror and they're just like, I, that ain't who I want to be. I don't even recognize that guy. Mm-hmm. And so what they'll do is they'll, okay, what's the workout plan? What's, what's the diet that I need to be following? I'm motivated to follow it right now. It's like, it's January. Like, let's get on it. New year, new me, like you mentioned, right? And yeah, they'll be motivated. They'll be hyped up. They'll be excited. But that excitement, that motivation, that hype, it all goes away. Mm-hmm. It goes away for me. But guess what? The fire is still burning. That fire is still burning. And it's because of the desire. And if we can, if we can tap into figuring out how to keep that fire lit, how to put logs onto that fire, because the fire is going to go down for everybody. It's like kind of be some burnt coals out here and there, like external factors messing with you. We need to put some gas, gasoline on that and get that fire relit. So where I start with all my guys is I call it the MVP, right? Mm -hmm. The MVP. And so it's basically just getting very, very clear with what the hell it is that you want. Cause most guys just go through life. Okay. I, I want a six pack. Cool. You want to look a certain way. That's surface level, right? We could take another level. It's like, okay, you want to be able to perform certain ability. Okay. You want to make it, you want to do a, a Spartan race. Okay, cool. That's a little bit better. That Now you got to show up for something and compete and perform. It might push you a little bit more, but it ain't deep enough. Mm-hmm. Next health and fitness. I want to be healthier. I, I got diabetes or I don't have enough energy to play, play with my kids after a long day of work. That's going to start to connect a little bit more. That might start to get the fire burning a little bit hotter, especially when you're unmotivated. Like think about the health and fitness, the longevity. You want to be around for your kids? Okay. Prove it. Right. The, the bottom level is it's really, it, it comes back to you, right? Like you are the deepest reason why you should get yourself in shape, keep yourself in shape so you can show up better for everybody else. And all the bonuses are this, do it for yourself. So you're healthier. You have longevity, you have great, you know, um, you're, you're, you're not having to struggle thinking about, oh, am I going to have energy or am I going to have to take these pills or medication? It's not even a worry. You, you have the confidence in your ability to show up as an athlete, Yeah. you know, do whatever you want. And then, Hey, the looks, the looks are just the icing on the cake. Right. So hopefully guys can kind of see how they chase it ass backwards. They just chase the look. Yeah. It ain't deep enough. It, it's not going to keep you fired up. Right. And so we think about it like that and we go back to the MVP which basically it stands mission, vision, purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mission comes last, but in the middle, it's the vision. It's like thinking about every single piece you want in your life as a dad, as a husband, as a producer, as an athlete, like, what does that look like for you? You know, you can track that metrically. It's like, okay, you do, you want to be 12% body fat. Cool. Let's mark that down. That's a metric. You want to be able to lift X amount of weight. Cool. That's what you want. How much money do you want to make on a, on a, you know, monthly basis or yearly basis? Right. What do you do for a living, right? How's the relationship that you have with your wife, your kids? And so you start to think about that. And then you ask yourself, why? Why do you want it? That's the purpose. So when you got that purpose real, real clear, now you connect it back with the vision. That purpose is going to be what keeps you going. It's going to keep that fire lit. Like it should be something that's deep. And it like, you think about it, raises the hair on your neck and your arms. And you're just like, hell yeah, it gets you fired up again. And then the mission, the mission is simple. It's just the daily work that we need to do. Right. right. We reverse engineer everything. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the, that's the most important link right there is that, like you said, most people have it asked backwards because they're thinking about summer's coming. I want to look good. At, you know, I want to look good on the beach. And then that's as far as the thinking goes, but it, not many people will take the time and, and, and spend the energy in actually identifying and getting clear on what's really important. Like, okay, well, you want to look good on the beach. Why is that important for you? what do you, you know, what's important about looking good for you. And then we start to dig deeper into that, why that purpose. 
So I, I love how simply you put it, like the MVP, the mission, the vision, the purpose. Love it. And there's another thing that um, I was watching a video of yours the other day um, and something stuck with me where you were talking about, you know, when you pay, you pay attention. Yep. So um, mm -hmm. you, you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I talked about it earlier. It's like, okay, we can get all the information that we want offline right now for free. Mm -hmm. You can go search diets. You can go search, you know, workouts, whatever. It's all out there and you can do your own research. You can spend the time and the effort and to do that. Anybody can do that. And that's what I did starting off myself, but it took years and years. And so you can take that time, that time that you're never going to get back. Looking into free things, gathering up information on your own, all that type of stuff. But let's be real. When something's free, you don't value it. And I'm guilty as charged. Like I have a number of like downloads on my computer. Like I'm scrolling Facebook or something like that. And for me, I'll see like a business resource. It's like find out how to attract, you know, 50 new clients you know, with this one simple tactic, it's a free download. So I'll download it. It could be some of the most valuable information in the world, but yet I'll never look at it. I'll never read it because it's free. I'm just like, okay, I just wanted to download that to get it. So I have it in case I need it. It's just like hoarding it. Right. I used to do that for workouts too. Like, oh, this guy's giving out this free uh, resource. Maybe I'll pick something from it. I don't open it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because like I have free resources out there, like workouts, like sample workouts. And we're doing, uh, you know, force father, a sample, you know, nutrition thing that gives you like the foundational habits that we use. People download it and they'll, they'll just, they stay the same. They don't take action. They don't pay attention because it's free. And so they don't value it. And then I guess what I was talking about the other day is it's like, okay, well, what's the difference between this guy over here and this guy over here, this guy getting free information, this guy over here, he's, he's bought in, he invested into himself. And a lot of people, you know, if they're of a scarcity type mindset, they're, they're living in fear. They think everything is limited where money, money is not limited. You can always make money back. You can always make money back. You can't get time back. If there's anything that you're, you have a scarcity mindset towards it's, it's gotta be time. Like stop wasting time. If you want to get these results, here's the secret, invest into somebody, invest into a coach, invest into a mentor, invest into yourself. If you, if, if you feel you're valuable enough and guess what? I guarantee that you'll, you'll probably start to follow through because you'll, you'll be paying more attention. It's going to hurt for that transaction. It's going to be like, ah, I don't want to put that money. I, I could have bought something else or, you know, whatever. But now you're going to follow through and you're going to start doing the work that you need to do because money is a motivator. It's going to create leverage and pressure, a whole lot of leverage and pressure. And that's what, that's what I've been doing myself for the last number of years, you know, um, as I continue to invest into a coach, I have three coaches right now myself. And I wow. do that because the accountability but also I just, I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to get better and expand. And so uh, there was, you know, even a period of time, if we go all the way back, like the first mastermind that I joined, I remember how scared shitless I was about joining it. And I remember in, uh, I don't want to go over time or anything like that, but just, yeah, I'll fast forward. Like I ended up doing it and it changed my freaking life, right? Like, I don't even know if I'd still be in the fitness industry if I hadn't, you know, went against my fear and just did the fucking thing, right? <laughs> And so fast forward, like, I remember I was in that, that mastermind for a couple of years. And then I decided not to re up after the second year that I was in, I was just like, I kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, I know this, I'm just going to continue to do it. That next year was just like mm. leveled off. I had no levers, no pressure, nothing like lit underneath my ass to force me to continue to grow. And since then I've always had coaches because when I have coaches, I'm paying and I'm paying attention. 
And, you know, I mean, we can have the conversation where, you know, some people see money as evil and some people see money, you know, as, as I, I see it as freedom. I see it as uh, a source of just leverage and pressure to force you to fucking grow and get better. You're only going to get better from it. So that's my two cents. I love it. I love it. You know, and it, it always, you know, it always amuses me to see like, is tying the piece on desire that you were talking about, you know, and, and, and lighting your fire up is, you know, when somebody wants to buy something, for example, like the latest iPhone, those things aren't fucking cheap. Oh, they'll make it happen. They'll make, they'll it, make happen it happen in an instant. Right. And it's like, yep. without a thought, it's like, I, I want it. I want to be the first on the list. I know it's going to cost me a fuckload of money, but I'm going to get it. I have the desire to, oh, yeah. to own that phone. But then when it comes to investing in ourselves, our health and our fitness, which actually allows us to make our, you know, other parts of our lives better because it's not just yeah. nutrition and, and, and training, but it's also what's going on up here. Like the stories that we're telling ourselves, people hold back and it always amuses me where it's like the first question that somebody will ask is how much, whereas when they want to go and buy an iPhone, it's the last thing they'll ask because they know it's going to cost them an arm and a leg, right? Yeah. I don't care how much it's going to cost. It's, it's, I just uh, want it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you can get into the whole conversation of status, right? Okay, would you much rather look cool with your iPhone and be up to date with the latest trends? And that's great. Or do you want to continue to sweep, sweep the shit under the rug and just not pay attention to your health and fitness and all that energy that you don't have? Like, continue to put that off. And then when it does become a, a very big concern of yours, just think about how much, how much more expensive is that actually going to be at that point. Right. You know, so yeah, I, I totally get it. And, and again, that's why, you know, people have to start with the MVP. They got to know what it is that they really, really want, why they want it. Hey, if an iPhone's in there and, and that's part of their vision and they, I want to be the guy with like the newest iPhone. Cool. Like chase that. But you know, for most people, I don't think that's, that's it. Yeah. You know, so. So, and let's circle back. So you talked about the MVP being the first, the first step in dominating your goals. So then what would be the next piece to it? So after you do that, it's really like, that's kind of like the blueprint, or I guess that's, that's like what you want. And obviously now we need to put the how into it, right? Like how do we stay fixed on that? So there's actually two other pieces to this and the whole framework makes up the, 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 what I like to call the mentality trifecta mm -hmm. before we even start to talk training or nutrition or the tactics and strategies, you got to have this dialed in because if you don't, this right here is going to be your biggest, worst enemy. This right here is going to be what causes you to fail. It's not going to be the workout. It's not going to be the diets, right? It's going to be you yourself. And so backing up even before the MVP, where a person has to start is with their truth. They got to own up with the truth. And this is where, you know, I believe it, it happens in a, in, in a four-step phase. Like you own up to the truth. You tell yourself the truth. It's like, I've been making excuses. I've been coming up with bullshit. I've been living in fear. I've been settling on average, mediocrity, mediocrity, right? You own up on that. And what you create is a breakdown. You got to break yourself down. You got to break down all these walls. You got to break down the ego, right? Through that breakdown, you create a breakthrough. It's like, boom, before a break, breakthrough can happen, you got to strip away all the shit. From there, belief has to happen. You get this breakthrough and you're like, you know what? I can, I can achieve these, these goals, whatever these goals are. I can achieve them. You got to believe it. Only you can flip that switch inside of yourself. And if you're being honest with yourself and you're like, I'm just not ready yet, you need to, you need to get yourself ready at some point, right? Mm -hmm. So you have that breakthrough, you believe next step is to become, you become the person that you want to be. You don't wait 
It's not like, okay, I'm going to become this athlete in three months. I'll be this athlete. No, you got to fucking be that athlete today. And you show up with habits, behaviors, actions every single day. They say, act as if, right? Well, act as if you are already the person that you desire to be. You've already achieved the results that you've wanted to achieve. You just become, you just be right. And so we got the truth. we got the MVP and then the next piece, which I feel I mentioned the brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. So we operate through a set of standards. We got codes. You can see behind me on the wall, yeah. I came up with the uncommon man code. And so this code, th- this credo, if you will, it blends in different specifics of, you know, it, it makes the hard decisions, easy decisions. So part of the code is like, I, I commit to being a man of action. I don't make a, I don't make excuses. If I know I want to achieve something, I got to attack action, 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 action. Nothing comes from inaction. Inaction is still an action. It's just not going to create anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So being a man of integrity, you know, just doing the right thing, being honest, honest with everybody around you, but honest with yourself too. So if you said, I'm, this is going to be my year, 2021, I'm going to make a change. You're telling yourself this. And then you don't show up for your fucking workout on Monday. Cause you're unmotivated. Guess what? You're not being, you're not having integrity with yourself. You're breaking that rule. Mm-hmm. So it's like integrity, taking massive action. Another big one that I truly feel is important is obviously the discipline over motivation. Lead a life built, or I guess backed by discipline, not motivation. Like motivation is going to be great when we have it, but when we don't have it, guess what? You still show up and you do the work. Cause that's what an uncommon man does. He's uncommon. He sets himself apart from everybody else. It's not that we're trying to be arrogant or we're trying to be that type of dude. It's just, I'm going to lead this type of life. If you want to come lead this life with me, come on over to this side mm-hmm. where the uncommon men hang, right? So it's like those codes, you know, you commit to the process, you know, uh, pro, uh, I guess progress over perfection is another big code that we live by. I mean, it's just, hey, you're going to have your ups and downs, dude. You're going to, you're going to fuck up, you know, you're going to, you're going to be lazy here and there and you're going to miss a workout. It's not the end of the world. We're not going for perfection. You know, it's just not going to happen. So you take those codes and you just really, you embed them into your lifestyle and you make them a part of your identity. And I feel that's, that's really what starts to create change. Then we can start talking about the workouts and the nutrition and how we're going to apply this on a day-to-day basis, how we're going to design your life, you know, coming up with a, a plan of attack, being organized. So when you wake up in the morning, you're focused, you're clear, you know exactly what it is you, that you need to do. And there is no hesitation. Yeah. You just do the freaking work. And then the results start to show. So. Uh, I wanted to ask you like, because we're like, we're all human and we all have days where we just can't be bothered or we're just too tired. So what do you do when you hit a slump like that, Travis, to, to, to stay in integrity and in alignment with your goals, your mission and your vision? Uh, it's tough. Cause, um, I've been on such a streak where there are days and I guess part of me, this is another thing I talk about is just maintaining your frame. It's the force frame is what we call it. It all starts with your physical side. And so for me, again, being an athlete, just growing up around athletics and just physical fitness, when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling like shit, when I'm feeling unmotivated, I just train, I move my body. Mm-hmm. And I know from doing that, you know, mentally, I'm going to come around, I'm going to get some sort of clarity and I kick myself out of it. And that's why I, I just have such a, such a connection to fitness. And that's really what I love about it. Like seeing the people in my gym, uh, you know, somebody that comes in and they, they can barely you know, lift the bar. And then, you know, months later they're hitting PRs and they're all excited and they got this whole new swagger and confidence about them. It's like, yes, that's it. And so I I believe, you know, movement can help solve a lot of things. It's just like, 
if you stay still, like you're only going to let yourself sink deeper into the pit. So when I have those times, um, I just move and I just take fucking action. What can I do to move myself out of this pit or mm. to prevent myself sinking down into this pit any, anymore? Right. Cause I, I'm sure, you know, as well as I do running a business family, you know, all these different things, uncontrollable shit flies in <laughs> usually at the, like the perfect time. Right. It's like, just when you thought everything was good, now I'm getting this. It's like, okay. Again, as like I mentioned, we can look at those things and be like, poor me. Why does this keep happening? Guess what? You're only going to continue to attract, attract negative shit. All right. You know, instead flip it around. How can I be positive in this, in this situation? How can I make a comeback? And I guess another thing that I typically think about is like, I let those types of things keep my fire lit. Meaning like, this is a challenge. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity. I'm going to fucking crush it. Like just try to try to build this wall up in front of me. I'm going to run through it. Right. So like COVID COVID just really got the mind going when like quarantine and all that stuff was going. I was like, how can I fucking smash through this? Everybody else, you know, most other, everybody else is just like, ah, we can't do this. We can't do that. You know, negativity. It's like rise above that. So you I'm just got to keep moving. You just got to keep moving forward. And yeah, things are going to happen. Like I mentioned, you know, progress over perfection. Just keep, keep moving, keep taking the steps forward is really the only thing you can do. It is. And, 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 you know, it is, it's asking yourself the hard questions, like really holding a mirror up to yourself and saying like, who am I? And how important is this? Is this for me? And what does it add to my life? And then when being stuck is making it like identifying that I'm making a choice to just be lazy and say, I'm not going to do anything. That's the action I'm choosing. Yep. And and accepting that with that act with that non-action comes no change. Mm -hmm. And um, what happens when you've got like a like a client of yours or somebody from your community that's that's stuck that you know that's still searching for that motivation? How do you help them flip that switch if if they're going through a hard time, a challenge, or in that moment of like mm -hmm. I just, I can't do it anymore? Uh, just embracing the humility is really what you need to do. And so, again, that's why the brotherhood's so powerful. One of the things that we do in there is we do the weekly own up. It's a weekly check-in that everybody needs to do. And it's just, that's when you show up and you be your real raw self. And if you had a shitty week, guess what? You own up about it. You say, hey guys, I messed up this week. Took the lazy route out, just felt like shit. Here I am. I'm owning up to it. I'm going to have a better, you know, better week coming up, right? And so instead of sweeping that under the rug and just like turning away from it and trying to ignore it, we just bring it straight up. Hey, here's, here's the culprit right here. Right. So that's one way. And then, um, I oftentimes talk about, and this is a struggle for everybody, even if you're a part of a group, it's just, I say hum humility because that's like one of the innate, you know, human, human fears is just fear of embarrassment, fear of being rejected, that type of stuff. And so these stories just, come up inside of our mind it's like man i don't want to share that with anybody i'm just going to keep it to myself and what starts to happen when you hold that in is guess what it becomes a weight mm -hmm. it's a heavy weight it starts to pull you down we call it you just you start slowly drifting off the path right so might just be you miss a couple workouts okay big deal i'll be back on it no you don't talk about it so now the nutrition is starting to slip now another week bad workouts and you just keep it to yourself and before you know it guy's completely gone yeah. Like he's drifted back into his, his old ways. And it's just a lot of just mindset, mindset, just not opening up and not sharing. And that's as humans, we all need to connect. We all need to 
connect in pain. We grow, we grow in pain together. Oh, you're dealing with the same thing I am? Great. Let's do this together. I got your back. I find, I find that with this, like when, you know, talking about connection, I find that with like, this has been my experience at least. Um, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your online communities is connection is so much stronger. Funnily enough, like in the gym, like you said, people show up, do a workout, you know, make some friends, maybe hang out and then everybody gets back into their life. But being online, I find that there's a lot more connectedness with people in, you know, within communities uh, where, you know, even though we're not seeing each other, or we're seeing each other on a screen and, and stuff, but just having that community or at a community platform where people are chatting to yeah. each other, somebody misses a workout, they're, you know, they're checking in. Um, you know, I, fi- I find it so powerful to help people stay on track because it is people need to connect um, with one yeah. another. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's posed kind of a, a challenge, you know, just in the gym, we can't have, you know, big gym get togethers and things like that. Like, I mean, the community in the gym, it, it was popping like, and that was, that was the great thing about it is we'd have, you know, community workouts, you know, throughout the year, all the time, people are coming, showing up, we're having barbecues, all that type of stuff. And it's just kind of, it's dwindled out, you know, COVID has, you know, taken a lot of that away is what it is, but yeah, you can certainly still connect very, very well. I think that's one of the positives that we've pulled out of COVID. I mean, some people can look at it as a negative, but if there's real connection, real legit connection that's being created and being improved, through online, I think that's, that's one of the positives that, you know, COVID kind of created. And um, uh, I think, you know, from like a a business side of things, uh, businesses are starting to understand that, Hey, maybe they don't, people don't need to be coming into work as much. They're actually more productive at home, (laughs) you know? So people that have like office jobs and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of people in my neighborhood, a lot of our neighbors, they don't, they don't go into the office that much anymore. They, they work from home and they're even more productive now. So Interesting. Yeah. This is the Travis. This has been an incredible conversation. Like I, I can't wait to go back and replay this and 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 listen to it. So before we before we sign off, um, is there anything that you want to tips, tactics that you'd like to share with with my listeners? Um, if, have you got anything that's coming up? And how can people get in touch with you um, if they want to join any of your programs, your online community, and so on? Yeah. Uh... First off, biggest tip, I guess, would be, you know, what I shared, one of the most powerful things that I shared was just the MVP and just starting with the simplest thing of just getting clear on what it is you want. Most people don't know what they want, so you don't even know where you need to go, right? So I just start with that. Just get very, very clear on what it is that you want, why you want it. Then you can reverse engineer everything after that. Start taking the steps to, to get there. Um, but yeah, aside from that, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I got a Facebook community. That's a free community for, you know, dads that are looking just to, to have a little bit more connection um, with them. And then from there, obviously we had the, the, the paid, you know, VIP Forge Father Project community, um, which, you know, I'm always bringing on new, new members into that. But before anything else, um, I, I have guys go through, you know, different resources. So if you want to find out more information about that, just go to the forgefather.com and there's, there's a uh, actual training that I've put together that covers a lot of what we talked about, but then I dig into like nutrition and training and how we approach it a little bit differently and really how we put the whole system together. So again, make it work for busy dads, because that's another, um, I guess, void in the marketplace that I see oftentimes is like, you can go to Instagram and you see all these dudes that are ripped and shredded to the bone and they got their, their 21 day shred program, but then it has guys work out for 90 minutes and then they got to do, you know, 45 minutes of cardio on top of that. I don't know many dads that have the time to do that, nor 
want to put in that much time to do that. And you don't have to do that to look good, feel good, you know, destroy the dad bod. Right. So, um, yeah, I got a lot of resources and they're all, they're all directly dialed in to help the, the dad, but not just the dad, the, the freaking dad that's, that's driven and determined to change, you know, from where he's at right now, done being complacent, ready to take things to the next level. So. Awesome. Travis, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the time that you've given me tonight and our listeners. Um, this is, this has been incredible. Um, awesome to have a conversation with you for the first time, even though I've been following you for years, this has been incredible and, um, all the best with your fourth daughter that's on the way. Congratulations yep. for that. You really are oh, yeah. a busy, busy dad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just inspiring Absolutely. to see, you know, you juggling all of these things, but still showing up as a father, still showing up as a husband and, you know, being able to balance all of that. So thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And once again, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day, Travis.